0: You have a good week? It's alright. We're shitty. I don't even want to think about it. They, may, they want me to go every day. Like five days a week. Well, I'm... Really?
1: I hope that you can manage somehow.
0: Needy and clingy, you know? I just feel like it's a kind of toxic relationship and that I need to get out of it. Uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was good. I don't even have the banner up. It was good. So, you know, good week. Uh, I don't know. Segment one sucks. There's so much to watch and I didn't watch any of it. But anyway, uh, and then it's a bunch of NYCC leftovers. <clears throat> Just a, really a bunch of quick hits for comics. News is light, man. It's because everybody blew their wad at New York Comic Con. So. Yeah. Uh, But then we'll talk that amazing fourth wall breaking universe shattering internet hubbubbing She-Hulk <laughs> finale. Yeah, which I fucking loved. I was hammered drunk when I watched it. And oh, that must she,
1: been a weird experience. Then
0: she broke the fourth wall, and I was like,
1: "Did I mean, you have a moment where you thought you had exited out of the show?" No, I
0: knew exactly what was going on when that happened. But then she busted out of it, and I was like, "Okay, okay, all right." Uh Good food news this week. Double dose of good food news, and then well, that's they, nice. A cornucopia of comic books. Um, I didn't read any of the ax tie-ins, just the X-Men books that I would regularly read. And yeah, X felt like they kind of got in the way. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know what the fuck Nightcrawler was doing in Immortal X-Men this week. I have no idea what he was doing. What was he doing? It felt okay. I died again, and he's back. It, they're just taking resurrection to this place. We'll talk about it later. Anything else you want to add for this nah. week's awesome action-packed show?
1: Well, something actually happened on Andor this week.
0: I didn't watch Andor yet.
1: <laughs> They're getting into okay. So the pattern seems to be it's two episodes of like slow methodical buildup, and then like right. every third episode, You'll we get this like neat. huge burst of action. Yeah, which I is to say, I like yet. the I like the slow methodical buildup, but yeah, like I feel like there's a lot of good character moments from this week so yeah i, I like this week's episode i would recommend nice. it i guess i, I won't didn't watch spoil rings it for you
0: no that's cool i didn't watch rings of power finale either yet
1: i haven't um, watched it yet but i do know like the big twist or whatever
0: well there's a couple of them from what i read but it's so hard to know because that's all anyone talks about with this show is the rumors of who is who is like this entire first season of the show has been building up to we just need two questions answered who's the stranger and which character is sauron and it's like okay Uh, does it's really gonna fucking matter anyway you know i mean none of the characters are actually that compelling just what they're doing is compelling so i'm not sure at this point why it matters because the only person who was doing nothing compelling at all never mind no spoilers i don't want to spoil it but Mm. i know the spoilers as well so it doesn't really matter so uh anyway we got a comment it's Travis. Hey, Travis. Thanks for stopping by. Waiting for Andor to finish airing a watch. Yeah, I feel like it might be a little That's bit prob- better. This
1: is one of the first ones that they've done for Star Wars where I actually do think it is better to stream it.
0: Yeah, just um, binge it. Binge
1: yeah, it. I like the episode. I like like coming back one week to the next for Mandalorian. Um, I like that for um, Book Bo- of Boba Fett to good. some extent, but yeah. definitely with with uh, Andor, I would wait to watch it in chunks.
0: I think I would have enjoyed um, uh, uh, the Obi Wan show a little bit more if I just streamed it all in one big. Joint.
1: Maybe I, feel, I could go yeah. either way with that one, but um, yeah. I am enjoying Andor, and I would definitely uh, recommend it. So we'll just leave yeah. it at that for now. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll get into full you know detail spoilers on that later, Travis. But that's what I'm hearing. You either loved it or you hated it. There's no middle ground, and I guess that's okay because the lovers and the haters seem to be just as loud as the haters and the lovers. So. Either way, uh well let's do it. Let's get let's do the fucking thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. I don't like it. Oh, forgot I was reading. Um yeah, um if you like rogue one, you should definitely like until we got that.
0: And Taylor our uh, I did talk to Adam and he said he is planning on on coming back at some point but we're not sure when oh, anyway nice. segment one where we talk about what we did this week uh, I did so much but yet did so little I did watch the Halloween ends the the wrap up to the new trilogy which is kind of a continuation of the first movie but not including the other ones that came after it Um, these got progressively bad uh, the first one was fantastic, you know, Um, and then Halloween. Oh, yeah, it was
1: fun watching like Laurie Strode just, you know, yeah. have her fucking like MacGyver traps all set up and everything.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like a role reversal sort of thing. And it really worked, you know, for yeah. an updated sort of sequel to that, Yeah, you know, where but I if I was that, yet, if that but... was me and I knew I was haunted by somebody, I too would do the same thing. I would. Oh, yeah. Get your. Uh... Yeah.
1: Yeah, get your fucking like survivalist shit going on. I mean, this is yeah. one of the few contexts where it is okay to be a survivalist. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, right. But um, but I haven't seen this yet. But um, that is you the, saw general... the second one though. Right? I did see the second one, and, and that you is noticed
0: how that dropped off. Yeah,
1: though. like I'm getting the same. Uh, that's the buzz around this movie yes. is that it's 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 kind of limping across the finish line a bit.
0: Michael makes a friend. Um, and Good I see what they're him. going. No, he does, and I see what they're going for. They're going for sort of this shared trauma, outcast, mirror. I, I don't know if they're going and suggesting that Michael Myers is a sympathetic character, but. I don't know, Michael man. Myers barely
1: good, has man. a character, let alone enough to be a sympathetic I mean, he's got a
0: lot of backstory, man. He's, he's got
1: backstory, had... but very little character. I mean, he has, he's true. literally, like, 99% of the time, he's, like, an emotionless mask, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. But, yeah. yeah I, I was very disappointed. From very the disappointed,
1: sound man. of it, this was a revival idea that did not have the legs to be a trilogy. They probably should yeah. have just been done with one, you know?
0: Well, they could have stretched it out, Uh, into maybe one more but it would have had to been a lot better than what they did the
1: ideas that they
0: had were clearly not enough for a trilogy for sure for sure but nothing takes away from that first one man yeah that was good fucking great what'd you do anything see anything watch anything cool
1: well I went to watch Lyle Lyle Crocodile with my nephew but I guess that's not worth uh, getting into too much
0: Yeah, Rob Um, Zombie did give Mike backstory. It's true. mm. He did. But not not character, just backstory. He's still the same faceless, murderous motherfucker, you know? Yeah.
1: I will say that Lyle, Lyle Crocodile was a cute little kid's movie, so.
0: Really? I'm hearing it's one of the worst movies of the year.
1: Oh, that's definitely not true. Oh, good. I've seen several movies this year that were way, way worse.
0: Good, good. Yeah, not really my cup of tea, but, but yeah. It's for the kids, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right, let's get into some comic news. Uh, it's most, most of this is, uh, leftovers from New York Comic Con. Uh, it's probably going to be a, a, a lighter show. I don't know. We might get into, into some details with the comics, but we're going to start off with Pete Shimoko. has blown up. This is basically New York Comic Con was her coming on, you know, um, Sunday morning, she's doing free signings. Uh, she was doing remarks on some of her books too, uh, for a slight charge, but the line was wrapped around the building at 10 40 a.m. Okay. Um, on Sunday morning, but the doors didn't open to the public until 10 a.m. All right. What that means is it was just a bunch of vendors and dealers who get early access anyway into there, uh, she was saying free signatures up to 10 items. And then if you wanted to, you could get back in line and do 10 more. Uh, And this is like a big example of why she, she had to leave, dude. People were like getting all pissed off and it was just out of control. All right. It was, they just, they couldn't keep things in check. And Pishimoko decided that she was better off if she just left the con for everyone's safety good on her actually um
1: i mean yeah it's hard i mean sounds like she was trying to do cool by the fans here you know doing free signatures i mean that's not something that you can take for granted at these things
0: yeah but Um, but yeah it sounds like people just
1: couldn't handle this is why we can't have nice things you know
0: oh that's exactly right dude but this is just a single example of what comic book conventions have like become now and um, the reason that i and surely others simply don't attend these things they're farces they're profit centers um, and not just to get people to buy stuff for themselves or to sell to the core fans. It's dealers and stuff like that where they're waiting in these lines at the Funko stop, you know, getting the exclusives and then turning right around at the same fucking convention and selling those uh, convention exclusives for five, 10 times as much as they got them. Uh, and I'm all for a free market, but when you're just going to a convention like this to pick up product to sell secondhand, it does feel like it loses some of its, you know, luster and allure. Yeah, I
1: completely agree. I mean, it makes it where this isn't the celebration by fans for fans, you know, which I get that, like, maybe that is being naive, yeah. And I get that, like, especially, like, you know, your really big ones, like your New York Comic-Cons and your San Diego Comic-Cons, you know, that is going to be... You know, run by businessmen as a business, but you still hold on to that maybe naive hope, right? That this can be just a place to go and just celebrate the things you love with like-minded people. Exactly. I'm sure there's still some of that, but stories like this make it hard not. They to They certainly, cynical about yeah,
0: it. it, yeah, they make it tough, man. Uh, all right, moving on to some comic shit. Again, all, most of this, I think, all of it was announced at New York Comic Con. We just didn't get to it last week because there. Was oh, there so was a lot. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, so Blade Vampire Nation now has a preview, okay? This is Mark Russell and Dave Wachters, Um in Blade investigating an assassination in the Vampire Nation. You know, that's where Jason Aaron left him off in the uh, pages oh, of Oh, yeah, Avengers.
1: he's uh, he's vampire cop now, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like the leader of the country, the security and the investigations and the crime prevention or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm all over this. This looks like a really fun book dude look at blade with a badge come on like Marshall blade
1: man, man that's what they're
0: going for with the cover here
1: a police procedural with blade amongst vampires that sounds so dumb and i love it you know yeah
0: dude yeah uh and then a the whole bunch of quick hits betsy braddock captain britain number one teeny howard and vasco uh, georgiev uh this comes out in february uh this is just a continuation of yeah the it's the you saw in, it's uh, the
1: third iteration of yeah. um of Excalibur now.
0: Yeah. So that's cool. I'm not sure where they're gonna take that, but oh they're by the way, of, that are
1: starting to rival that Jean Luen Yang uh Shang-Chi oh. run, but that like <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it just keeps rebranding over and yeah. over again.
0: Yeah. Uh by the way, that the blade book comes out November 16th. So that's like a month away. So we'll talk about that in a month a month's time. Uh Rogan Gambit is getting a miniseries from Stephanie Phillips and Carlos Gomez. This comes out in March. Uh, pretty interesting. I like the idea of this happening.
1: Yeah. They were a lot of fun in the X-Men book and I could definitely see them carrying a mini.
0: Yeah. Especially if they're going to deal with all these little ancillary characters, especially the ones they're showing on the cover here. Uh, the fact that Rogue's wearing sunglasses and is, and is maybe dancing, possibly dancing, punching, dancing. I don't know. looks like she's having fun punching. Yeah. She's having fun punching. Yeah. Uh, and this is a weird one for me. Uh, X-23, Deadly Regenesis, Erica Schultz and Edgar Salazar, March 23.
1: Is this, like, supposed to be a prequel or something? Because she has not assume... been X-23 for a while now.
0: Yeah, the way they're calling When was it
1: Tom dead- Taylor's run? That was, like, seven, eight years ago now, oh, right?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. She's been Wolverine for a long time, dude. Rel- at least, relatively speaking. Um, but... Yeah, I'm not sure what this is going to be. I'm okay with it being like a prequel sort of book, taking her back to her roots, seeing where she comes from. They do that with all these characters. I mean, yeah. what? But there were at least two or three books where that's all they did. The Wolverine book and the X-Force book kind of looked at the – well, not the X-Force. um, Some other X-book, damn it. There were so many this week. Um, Basically, like, was looking back at the past of characters, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm sort of excited about this. I'll read anything. With, well, I'm with glad
1: to character. see uh, Laura Kearney getting out <coughs> there again. She's, like, she's definitely a character who's a lot of fun when she gets her own book. But I am... Worried. Confused. It's a concern. Yeah, yeah, it's a concern. I'm confused about why she's X-23 again all of a sudden, which I don't want to see. If this isn't like a prequel thing, I'd yeah. be kind of disappointed. I think it's a regression for the character to give her her old title back, you know?
0: Yeah, I think so too. But and if I this
1: is a prequel, that's whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, and I'm cool with that. I'm all right to look at those old stories. I mean, that's what Wolverine has been based on his entire life, is looking back at old stories, you know, as they filled in the gaps of his memory. And even though Laura doesn't really share that same sort of status quo or foundation with her character, I think it still works for... Anything, anyone, anyone can have that. Oh, I was brainwashed at one point and so or somebody erased my memory at, at I mean one it's
1: point. part of being part of the Wolverine clan, you know, they're yeah. all like assassin pawns for someone yeah. at some point.
0: It's like Venice's Secret War. Huh. Remember that? Yeah. Uh Bishop number one. Uh this is Bishop's War College. It's a five issue miniseries. Jay Holteman's uh Sean Damian Hill. This is coming out in February. Uh, TV writer Jay Holton, he wrote Cloak and Dagger and also did writing on Jessica Jones. Um, it's a brawl with a fate of all Krakoa at stake, sure it is. See the X-Men like you've never seen them before in Bishop War College. Um, Armor, Surge, Cam Long, Aura, Charles, Amass, I don't know. These so none
1: some- of the characters on the cover.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is saying. Uh, Their core objective: get strong, defend the island, keep mutant kind safe. Their first lesson: how to fail. They'll do it in spectacular Marvel fashion. Um, yeah, I don't know. Seems weird. I uh, don't
1: know nearly enough about this to know. To you know, yeah, one way I need well, more information
0: on this. Uh, it's just Bishop training a bunch of people. You know, uh, I mean, that could be a damn that good could, book.
1: Yeah, that could be a fun story. But
0: yeah, that used to be I every fucking X Men story. <laughs> it yeah. It was just a bunch of motherfuckers training. I mean going to school. Yeah,
1: that is the status quo that all X runs eventually go back to at some point yeah. or another. After this fall of X thing that we were talking about last week, uh I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see the Xavier school opened up again somewhere. Oh you know?
0: my gosh. Here we go. Here we go. Uh final quick hit, honestly. This is all we've got before She Honk. Uh Silver Surfer Ghost Light the Silver Surfer, Ghostlight, number 1, John Jennings, and Valentin Delandro. Uh, Valentin Delandro is a personal favorite of mine. Make way for Ghostlight. Eisner Award winner John Jennings and artist Valentina Delandro will introduce a new Marvel superhero 54 years in the making in this book. Tony Brooks and her family have moved into the quiet town of Sweetwater, but nothing is quite what it seems in their new home or with their new home. What mystery did Tony and her family unravel that will call upon the sentinel of the spaceways, the Silver Surfer? And just who or what is Ghost Light? I have no idea what any of that means.
1: Yeah, um, whoever that POV character is, I don't think is this ghost light person. So there's not a lot to sink your teeth into there. But that looks beautiful, I will say.
0: Oh, no, it looks great. I just don't understand. Half of these books I don't get. All right, the Blade one I get. Captain Britain, we've been there, done that. Rogan Gambit, again, we've been there, done that. X-23 is way going way back there. Bishop, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then Ghostlight with Silver Surfer? I don't know. Um, and a lot of these uh, uh, writers are not well-known, at least half of them. You know, I don't know who the hell they are. Um, but then we got Teeny Howard doing a book. Mark Russell doing that Blade book. Stephanie Phillips, you know, she's well-known, but. Seems weird, dude. I don't know what's going on over at the House of Ideas. They got a lot of fucking events coming. They, they got a lot of books coming at us, and a lot of them look like trash. She Hulk. She Hulk. Speaking, speaking of awesome, I wasn't speaking of trash. Uh, this is episode nine. Whose show is this? Where, I mean, it, it opens up in just grand fashion. Playing that was the such a fun way
1: to start the show. It really
0: was fun, dude. Um, just a really fun idea. To bring that back, anyone who understood this reference, please make sure to take Advil tonight for your back pain. Um, and then she just goes off, and the story unfolds as it typically would in an MCU show. Uh, but Jen don't like it, and people were, who were mad about it were like, "Why? Why is she doing that?" And I'm like, "Well, this is what she's always done." Um,
1: no, it was really, entirely it through. was entirely true to form for yeah. She Hulk to have this big fourth wall break in the finale. I will say that if they had just had, like, a big, like, epic brawl there at the end, I wouldn't have disliked it. You know, I, do, I am here for that sort of thing. Yeah. But this was a very fun way to twist up the formula. It was kind of funny, right, when, like, all these people no, are sh- like, Titania came out of nowhere. Bruce oh, right. came out of nowhere. And it's like, right. you know. Would I have liked to have seen them all fight? Sure, but did that make any sense? No, they intentionally went like just ridiculously over the top with how many people were showing up for this thing. Yeah, um,
0: and And the whole thing was good. That's part of the show, you know. It was, it, it didn't just critique itself throughout the show, it critiqued the audience, but it also critiqued that by the end of this finale. Um, the entire idea of the MCU and the formula, and she mentioned the daddy issues thing, which is a, a thing that yeah. I have harped um, on. That for is a thing. Years, yeah, man. that is
1: a thing that has been a uh, a talking point on the internet for many, many years now. Yeah. If you're viewing this show as like a meta commentary on the MCU, its fan base, and you it know is. superheroes in general, it really did do a perfect job. I think
0: perfect. Yep. It like, did.
1: we talked about this a little bit last week, but having the um, villains of the show basically be the shitty incel fucks who they knew were going to react this way yeah. before they even made the show. That's brilliant. It really it's is. like They
0: played themselves, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They played right into the audience and they knew the audience for the MCU. That is your typical audience for the MCU. Isn't really going to gravitate towards this the way they have everything else. So how are they going to gravitate? Well, we know, right? And then by the end of it, they took that formula that is so honestly beloved. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from the people who well, yeah, hate on this show. I just they said hate that, on this show because it's different, because they love the MCU so much. Yeah. But and, that, I love the MCU too. Genius.
1: I adore the MCU. Yeah, I probably annoy the rest of you with how much I apologize for the MCU at times. But, yeah. um this was a brilliant way to kind of poke fun at itself. I love the, you know, having Kevin be like the AI brain that is running everything. So apparently Kevin Feige uh, drew the line at giving the uh, AI Kevin a hat, but he He was okay okay with everything else. It was close. Yeah. Yeah, They got, they got as close as like, he nixed actually having a hat, but I think it was kind of fun the way that they handled it there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her yeah. going through like the uh, the menu, her going through like Marvel Studios writer room, you know, all of that was just so spot on. All of it was so fun. And she did make a lot of great points about like, you know, Bruce doesn't need to be here. Um, why is this guy suddenly like copying my powers? That's what you guys do every time. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. she's not but wrong. Daddy issues thing, man. Yeah, daddy's that that issue thing, thing.
0: I had to pause it and go back because, man. I have been griping on that forever, so yeah. I thought this show was perfect. Is it the best of the MCU? No. The thing about this show is, it's the most unique thing that the yeah. MCU has ever done. You know, and that's talk. That's saying a lot. Look what, what they did with Moon Knight with the three different personalities and cutting away. That's confusing shit. Wandavision, All right, Really, Wandavision. That shit was fucking deep and and fun and such. You know, good writing and good conceptually. I really think that's where the Disney Plus shows are thriving. Even if you look at just Werewolf by Night, you know, conceptually, conceptually, the way they did the black and white and the gore and the music and the direction on that. Even
1: the fucking font on the title screens, you know?
0: yeah. Everything is just looked at with all this care. And I really think what's happening here is Marvel is just – Kevin Feige is just hiring the right people. He, is, yeah. shows, man. he just really is hiring people to, to just take things in the direction that they see. And he's basically just letting them go. Yeah, WandaVision was very unique. Yeah, dude. WandaVision yeah, unique. is something I think that She-Hulk- for me has not been yeah.
1: topped yet, WandaVision. If
0: you look at – I know, I'm not saying quality, right? Oh, yeah, I wasn't trying to say otherwise. But... Quality for sure. But WandaVision tends to lean into a little bit of what are MCU tropes. It you does. know those issues and the fighting and oh here's you know shield rolling up you know what I mean and I'm not I taking mean, yeah. anything away from it for that even but the everything stuff, else
1: yeah is, even the stuff that we were just praising just now like Moon Knight yeah. and Wanda Vision they both do kind of go back to that let's fight an evil version of myself
0: yeah like you know Wanda evil was evil fighting
1: Agatha my... and yeah and Vision
0: um, Vision was fighting literally and he was literally doing so literally. yes.
1: Um, and so, of course, yeah. yeah, Moon Knight was fighting uh, Ethan Hawke's character, whatever it was called. Yeah. I forget.
0: So, but, when um, I mean, when I mean, and I'm talking to Travis here, just because of his Wandavision was the most unique. When I mean unique, I mean not overall conceptually as compared to the rest of you know entertainment on small screen. I mean within the MCU, the direction yeah. that She-Hulk took is unique. I don't think you'll never you'll never be able to do another thing like She-Hulk. I don't. People keep talking She-Hulk's getting a season two. I don't think she Hulk is ever going to. I don't think there's any reason. I think it made every point that it needed to make. Yeah. And it doesn't need to make any other points. Now, if they want her to show up as She Hulk, I'm all for that in an Avengers show or oh, yeah. any other mean, side show. Oh, yeah. I mean, that whatever. would be good to
1: see. And hey, maybe yeah. she'll show up in Daredevil's show now they've established that. But... Yeah,
0: exactly. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. Why wouldn't she at least show up? You know, and, and, and that was else?
1: fun when like Daredevil just like, Little, literally like drops out of the sky so that she can get like
0: I know, another man. smash in. But. Yeah, it was, so, it was so fun, dude. I yeah. just had a really good time but with it. And for me, It wasn't meant to be serious. Yeah. I think a lot of people were taking it a little too serious.
1: That's probably true. And for me, I do genuinely believe that they were making these criticisms from a position of love. You know? Oh, for sure. Certainly for sure. all the stuff Kevin Feige Green lit is, you know, from a position of love.
0: Yeah, and they know that this isn't gonna... This isn't hurting a brand. You almost can't hurt the MCU as a brand.
1: I mean, you it's you become so ubiquitous in the culture now. Yeah, you just, just
0: you can't really hurt it. It is I mean, beyond
1: the ability of us mere mortals to do anything to yeah, it at this point.
0: People are going to go see these movies no matter what. And as long as the movies carry, I don't think it matters what happens on D+. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Wakanda Forever is going to carry, man. That movie is going to be a billion dollars. That's going to hit hard. Yeah. And that's their next one. That's really, in my opinion, the true test, right? Because now we have a Marvel movie that doesn't have any other baggage associated with it. I mean, COVID is completely over, and it's a worldwide thing. We're getting a worldwide opening of Wakanda Forever. And it's not a Spider-Man where it's a Sony. It's not a Multiverse of Madness where it feels like it's almost a continuation of of Spider-Man. You know what I mean?
1: In a lot of ways, yeah.
0: Yeah, so i really think this is like a big test for for the MCU in terms of of them carrying it probably it will be few phases right but hey uh since this and they've also the- and they've also like given us their their roadmap you know yeah. so this starts that roadmap so yeah i think it's a big deal
1: yeah but well, i guess last word on she hulk and i guess last word on the series as a whole now that we've yeah. uh, gone through it now yeah i really enjoyed this a lot um Moon Knight is still probably my favorite one from this year, but I really love that they did embrace the energy of the character in a lot of ways to do something fun, you know? Yeah. I like that. What else has
0: there been this year besides Moon Knight and She-Hulk? Ms. Marvel. Oh, Ms. Marvel was good. Oh, and that
1: Groot thing too, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure, Travis. I think Black Panther Two is also where we'll see some things. Uh, I think the post-credit scene for this movie is might possibly be the most important uh, post-credit scene since Thanos first, had his first post-credit scene in the Avengers movie. I'm serious. I think it's going to be Doctor Doom. If I'm just going to go all out, I hope I so. Think- I think we get a Doctor Doom post-credit scene at the end of this movie. That'd be rad Black as hell. But, oh um, God, are you kidding me? This the shit would explode. No one would d- talk about the movie. They'd only be talking about the post-credit scene. <laughs> well,
1: hey, we only got a few weeks to find out now.
0: Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So no more She-Hulk. I don't know what we're going to talk about next. I don't even know what the next thing is. Well, uh, Black um,
1: Adam's coming out this uh, week, and I can oh I'm not talk about that, that next. That I'll see movie. it and I'll, I
0: can talk about it. Yeah, I'll I'll get an image or something for it. But yeah, I'm not going to watch that. So. Uh, let's do a quick food. Mmm, yummy. Double dose of donuts this week. Uh, Krispy Kreme, and Dunkin'. Uh, we got spooky spider donuts, scared cat donuts, boo batter, whatever. We got fucking donuts at the uh donut places. Uh it's nice to have something that's not disgusting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, this Every is once once just just good, harmless fun, you know?
0: Yeah. They also got a peanut butter cup macchiato at Dunkin'. Just FYI. Hmm. I don't yeah, think exactly. I'd
1: drink that myself, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure but it's
0: yeah. fine. So there you go, everybody. Go out, get you some fucking donuts. It's time to eat donuts. All right, let's do top three. <laughs> yeah, There's a quick food news, man. I didn't want to do any. I had a couple of gross ones, bro. I just appreciate it not being disgusting. That's pretty I rare. Know. I like giving you a break every once in a while uh all right it's kind of a weird week for comics this week uh i'll give a shout out especially to uh once in future number 30 this is this has been on my you know retired list because it's just so damn good each and every week Kieran Gillen, and dan mora this is going to get collected in a lot of different ways volumes are already coming out in paperback hardcovers i think as well but now that there's 30 issues i'm sure a grand omnibus um of this amazing series it's just a modernization of the arthur myth- mythology and it does it in just amazingly fun ways um if you can get your hands on it pick it up uh what else was good this week daredevil was solid um yeah that's what i mentioned from me do a power bomb was good uh dark spaces wildfire number four uh man throughout the end of this issue uh scott snyder and hayden sherman The cliffhanger was fucking wicked. You know what this is about. One of the girls was in on the turncoat, dude. She turncoat on him. Oh, Mm. it was great. Oh, it was fucking just a great moment. Uh, Cool Andrea Sorrentino cover here, of course, on the IDW. Uh, But my number three this week is going to be Batman Incorporated number one. Uh, I love this book. Uh, I thought it was just – no, we're not watching uh, House of Dragons. Yeah, I'm not. Sorry, Travis. Out of the loop on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, and we do mostly comics anyway. Uh, but yeah, Ed Brisson, uh, John Timms, great debut issue here. Uh, it's just a team of Batmans. They do Batman shit. They investigate crime, and they fight crime. But there's like this internal struggle, you know, where there's envy amongst the, the people on the on the team, and oh, it's really fucking great, dude. Uh, yeah, I want more of this. Uh, really good art by Timms on this. So... Uh, basically a dude is killing all of the old teachers that Batman used to have uh, and him and Ghostmaker like had the same career path I guess is the best way uh, to put it um so yeah there's a bunch of their teachers are just getting murdered That sounds like know? a really
1: fun premise
0: it is it's really cool man This
1: one was gone from the shop by the time I got there I oh, think that that's, it probably got specked
0: yeah that sucks uh, so by the time they so Ghostmaker goes and like tracks down one of these teachers and this motherfucker has already figured out, oh, somebody coming to murder all the Batman's and Ghostmaker's she just assumes that it's Ghostmaker so Ghostmaker shows up and she's like, nope, and goes to beat the shit out of him and just a great fight, great back and forth great banter, Ghostmaker's just a fucking smart ass, you know, and I love it so, uh, yeah Batman, number one, great debut issue really good start there uh, alright, honorable mentions
1: um, honorable mention for Daredevil number four, like I was saying a second ago, um, I really liked it. I thought it was a fun issue. A lot of great artwork, uh, a lot of good character yeah. moments, but this definitely feels like a transition issue. Like we're moving up to something big, but we're not there yet. So, uh,
0: it is a slow burn. Dude. Yeah. We're... It's too slow a burn. It feels like this book is spinning its wheels. I love it. It looks great, but can we just shit already? Can mm. we get off the, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. 100%. Um
1: honorable mention for Jurassic league six, um, wraps it. I've really enjoyed the hell out of this series, but I felt like this last issue was just the slightest bit rushed. And oh. that's really detrimental here because like they've been building up this whole time, right? About Like we need to work as a team. And then like, they start yeah. working as a team and Superman's like, or super Sora is like, Oh, that's not working. I'll just do it myself then. Oh, wow. Really? Kind
0: of undercuts the message a bit. Oh, wow. Um, well, that's why they're extinct. Uh, yeah. I didn't read this. I skipped this this week. Uh, I'm playing. That being on
1: said, him doing it himself plan. basically involved um, throwing dark Side Sore, whatever, into yeah. space and then just like fucking bringing him back down from the moon, like with a big old like meteorite super punch. So rad as hell. Still a lot of fun. Undercuts this but... message a little bit by rushing yeah. it too much. I think. But anyway, oh. um, for number three, I'm actually going to do Fantastic Four, number forty eight.
0: I skipped this because it was Judgment Day. I'm off of the Judgment Day stuff. It really
1: has nothing to do with Judgment Day. You don't need to like consider that's, it at all.
0: That's even weirder.
1: I mean, it's related, but like yeah. the story is not about anything doing the celestial, except for the fact that it's got Reed and his little think tank trying to figure out a way to deal with it. The yeah. issue's really about the Baxter Building under siege by uh, Abolette there, and yeah. the reason why this makes my number three. It's kind of just piggybacking off of the last issue, this was a really good little placeholder arc between uh, creative teams here. This was a... Anyone who wants to kind of read about the Fantastic Four and, like, their dynamic and, like, a little on the nose but very accurately put, like, d- vignettes for all the different characters, you know? Like, it's oh, read basically narrating, like, here's why Ben's great and, you know, like, here's why Sue's great but... Uh, yeah. I thought it was charming. I thought it was a lot of fun. And sometimes that's all a comic needs to be. So yeah, that's my number three.
0: Nice. I am very excited for the Ryan North era too. Oh yeah.
1: Definitely looking forward to
0: that. Very excited. Uh, my number two this week, another DC book, Batman versus Robin. Number two, Mark Wade, Mahmoud Azrar. Uh, this is just a really satisfying book, dude. Magic is all fucking broken. It's causing all kinds of fucking mayhem. Uh, Damien is under the spell of his great grandma. Um, I mean, this is like spinning out of like the Robin book and, you know, parts of the last Batman stuff. Everything just feels so well connected and cohesive in all of the stories that I've read leading up to this. And again, it's just satisfying, you know, in that way. Um, I love Alfred being back, even though they sort of let the cat out of the bag about what is going on with Alfred. He is not Alfred. He is like that demon, like whatever. That Batman also fucked around with. Like 16, 20 issues ago. It was a while ago in the regular Bat book. Just so great, dude. Mark Wade knows exactly what he's doing. And it is so fun to watch him do it. Um, this this Batman in the back, that's Damien. Damien got a new Batman suit from his great-grandma. And then she also got... Wow. The look she, he had in that uh,
1: Morrison run where he was yeah. like... Batman. That's a good pull. Yeah.
0: Now she has enchanted... All of the Robins, so now Damien, who is like this new weird evil Batman, now has all his, a team of Robins.
1: Okay, so it's really Batman versus Robins, plural. Yeah,
0: dude, yeah, it's been really fun, man. That is a
1: fun pull. I it's think I'm
0: really fun.
1: I missed the first two issues of this now. I'll yeah. probably have to wait to get in and trade at this point, but um, yeah, this does seem like fun.
0: It's a whole lot of fun. I'm having such a great time. Uh, I might have to retire it. I think it's only five issues. But still, I may have to retire. It might be one of those books that it's just like, nope. Mark Wade had an idea, and he's gone. You know, he's just gone. Uh, All right, that was my number two. But about you? Uh,
1: My number two is Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 16.
0: Man, what a great fucking issue.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is just, it's right on the cover, right? It's Kal-El Returns Part 2, which I did go back and read Part 1. I didn't really need to, I think, but... um,
0: It gave you some of the details about the sure. return to kal though. But
1: I love the framing yeah. that he uses for, like, John's childhood memory of Superman helping him cope with... You know, coming into his powers and like, you know, I'm going to focus my hearing on something close and steady. And so he focuses on his dad's heartbeat and then he hears his dad's heartbeat coming back in the atmosphere. And it's sweet as hell.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, I dug that part for sure. I liked having a day in the life of John Kent.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I love I a good. I love a well-made love day in the life issue like that. Uh, some of my favorite issues like that. One issue of All Star Superman where it's the day in life yes. of Superman. That issue of Thor in Jason Aaron's run where it's a day this in life. This reminded me
0: of that All Star Superman issue in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, it's
1: good. Issues like this are great because it reminds you that being a superhero is about more than just like punching, you know, evil monsters in the face. They also go around and they fucking help people. You know.
0: Yeah, uh, I also love. Uh, Taylor's voice for Lex Luthor in this. Yeah. He's very good with Lex Luthor. It's, sometimes it's hard to get Lex Luthor, Yeah, he's I mean, Lex Luthor so smart. Just if, wicked fucking smart. It really feels
1: like Bendix, his character from before, who was like this good, just piece of shit asshole. Yeah, was he like was a the, great
0: piece of shit asshole yeah, character. Yeah, but it yeah, seems like
1: he sure. was the training wheels for Lex, and now that Lex is the... I'm really looking forward to see uh, Taylor do some work with that, you know?
0: yeah dude yeah uh yeah fantastic issue excellent choice loved it it's all it's good every fucking week though it is good every fucking month dude It comes yeah
1: this is month. consistently a great read um and this is something i've been looking forward to for a while you know the big reunion between father and son and it did not disappoint so had to make yeah. my top three
0: yeah perfect choice perfect choice it's over to me number one book for me this week jeremy Hahn, jason a hurley with jesus hervaz uh doing a book called the approach um it was A pretty okay debut in terms of everything that it needed to do, right? Basically, it gives it away the entire plot in the first, in the uh, um, uh, you know, the solicit that airport there's a blizzard coming in, there's an emergency landing, and the plane basically crashes. This single engine plane turns out this plane was reported missing 27 years ago, so there's a dead body on there, and they put it in a hangar. Uh, There are people at the airport who are stuck. You know, it's like a small town shit airport and they had to divert another plane there. So they got like 20 to 30 people who are having to spend the night in the airport. But the art and the pacing just really get you into the fact that you're stuck in this airport, you know, with with the characters. It really does. Everything adds together. I, I could grab every page from the book and show it here. Because I would have to in order for that to be communicated. You know, everything just sort of goes together really well to make you feel like, man, yeah, these motherfuckers are fucked. But it doesn't tell you how they're fucked until the last page. And this was why it made my number one. This is a monster book, dude. The thing that landed in that plane is a fucking monster.
1: So it is the thing, literally. It It
0: is the thing. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a little bit too familiar with the monster, but there's got to be another hook, there has to be something else going on. Why have the plane be? Well, oh, yeah, the
1: whole, yeah, I was about to say, the time delay is a pretty interesting hook there,
0: yeah. Um, uh, but I wasn't expecting this to be a monster book, I was expecting this to be sort of a drama thriller sort of thing where we, you know, have time travelers, or it could have elements of the thing, you know, where we're not quite sure who to trust and stuff like that, but. I was not expecting this, and on a week like this week, that's why uh, it made my number one. Was really looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint. So, uh, that's on Boom Studios, y'all. I don't even think I have to fucking guess what your number one is.
1: Well, um, you're gonna hate it. It is Immortal X Men number seven. Yep. It.
0: What was Nike What was he doing? Go ahead. This was actually a very eye opening issue.
1: Yeah. Um. A lot of, they managed to use the opportunity to have some pretty major developments in the whole, like, kind of macro story of the X-Men right here, Yeah. where, um, okay, the main reason this is my number one is because I am an easy lay for fun swashbuckler Nightcrawler, <laughs> and that is what we got. I, yeah. I enjoyed what Cy Spurrier was doing with Nightcrawler in the uh, Legion of X and uh, Way of X books, but that was mopey, like, existential crisis Nightcrawler, which is fine. That was fine, the worst
0: daredevil version my favorite
1: version of nightcrawler is the laughing daredevil you know not like superhero you know what i mean uh uh the acrobat the swashbuckler the acrobat
0: exactly yeah
1: it was good to see that here and i think that kieran gillen really nailed that voice with the character um, it's also fun to see uh, Sinister up to his shenanigans. And it's really, really fun when S- sinister shenanigans don't work. Like when he goes back to his Moira cave and like, the Celestial is like, no, you don't just get to hit the fucking reset button. You're stuck here with the rest of them. Yeah.
0: Hey, if he'd have sent two football teams worth of Magnetos against the progenitor, they would have won. I just don't saying, think so. Just saying. I think they might have been able to pull that one off. It
1: would have held, to be sure. But,
0: but, man, this was weird. But, yeah, Nightcrawler,
1: like, we get into, like, his side of the events with um, what was happening in the uh, actual main book here, the Judgment Day book, with, like, him uh, recruiting Captain America, getting him to the North Pole, and resurrecting him.
0: And murdering him on purpose.
1: Well, I mean, he murdered himself on purpose, too.
0: Well, yeah, but... he took a,
1: he gave Captain America the opportunity to do something that Captain America wanted to do, which is to face down evil and make a big speech. You know, to inspire then, people.
0: Yeah. But I mean there was some sinister goings on. They're keeping with the underhanded politics that is at the heart of this book by saying Hope and Nightcrawler had this plan. That's basically a coup of the government. You can't just say, okay, Captain America is definitely going to get resurrected fuck everybody else. But that was their entire fucking plan from the beginning. That's why Nightcrawler took uh, Steve's blood before they even got to uh, the North Pole, right? So then when they died, because he passed it off to Magic. So then Magic had it at the uh, Avengers Kitchen (laughs) because that's where they resurrected Steve Rogers, was in the Avengers Kitchen. And then they go to that moment just before the last page of that book. And... They're, like, in the kitchen, like, arguing. Because it's, uh, what's his name, man? The religious ones. All like, this is a fucking travesty.
1: Exodus, yeah. Yeah,
0: Exodus. We, who are we gonna fucking resurrect next? You know? If it's Steve Rogers, one human, then it's, and it's just like, uh, okay, I have so many questions. How does super soldier serum? I guess that just is gonna work with mutant resurrection? He'll just be okay? I mean,
1: this tells me that they could resurrect anyone if they have their DNA.
0: But, it's nuts, man! It's just—it's nuts. No, it was a fun read. I'm just done with all the Judgment Day shit. You know, this was a really fun read. But I love that underhanded stuff where Hope and Nightcrawler were basically like, "We don't give a fuck. We're bringing back Captain America. We need." To it. me,
1: it seems more like Nightcrawler being—he is doing the right thing, no matter what that is.
0: Oh, for sure. Nightcrawler for sure. is.
1: Nightcrawler is the most. <laughs> that's heroic. not how you run
0: a government. No, that's not. Maybe not, but yeah
1: people like storm nightcrawler and gene when she was still on there yeah they are why
0: gene left that's literally why gene they're the
1: voices of heroism on the council that was a good touch from uh, last week's uh gene gray issue of the act stuff is like so you made a bad move because you could have done a lot more good on that council than you can running around being a superhero
0: yeah that's exactly right so you want to go off hanging out in new york with your boyfriend looking all big and bad yeah i like that too but in this and then and we haven't even talked about Nightcrawler going to Orcus and like. Man, I fucking Moira. love
1: that shit. Like he is throwing himself at this wall as many times as he has to to buy himself like a moment to talk to Moira McTaggart. Yeah. And that, I think, is going to be an interesting uh, development moving forward, because, you know, that. Orcas don't give a shit and they're going to go back. To, in fact, even in this issue, they're using yes. the opportunity to be huge assholes to, yeah, know, once again, yeah. but it was really satisfying to see Nightcrawler, you know, lobotomized Nimrod, if even for a moment.
0: Oh, uh, it was dope. Uh, we still didn't talk about how, I think it was this book where they're talking about everybody having to stay behind and sacrifice themselves.
1: Yeah. Um, that was another one of those piece of shit sinister moments there.
0: Uh, it was wonderful, man. It was, like eggs like yeah i know y'all got plenty of eggs so why do i always have to die and it's like oh man gold balls man gold balls killing me bro but yeah honestly solid issue i just in a political book that should be the thing man i can't believe everybody's just okay with hope and nightcrawler just going against every there's going to be fallout from that there's got to be fallout from that there just has to be probably has to be uh, but, yeah, excellent choice, you know, fun read, but I'm just off of all that uh, Judgment Day stuff. Uh, all right, yeah, that's it, y'all. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. I had a uh, quickie so, here. Yeah, it's kind of a quickie, you know. It was really light news and not a lot going on, but uh, check out our pals, the Bullies. They got a show tonight uh, right here on this Facebook channel. If you don't want to watch them on Facebook or if you're watching us somewhere else, go to outrightgeekery.com we got links to everything we've got going on, all of our social media, all the bully stuff. Leroy and Eli are sure, sure going to be gonna talk about Halloween ends. Oh, my God. Or Is that what it is, Halloween ends? Halloween kills?
1: I believe Halloween so. Ends? Halloween uh, kills right, was the last one, I thought. It's been a
0: long week, buddy. Oh, hey, Andy. I was wondering. wondering. Yeah, check out our, our, our uh, pal Andy over on the uh, OutRake Echery Facebook group. Just search OutRake Geekery for groups. Uh, he's over there running stuff and doing a hell of a job, just killing it over there uh so yeah again thanks for everybody for hanging out we're gonna do this show again tomorrow but just for previews for everything coming out next week all the new books come back here uh at same time we would love to see you again thanks for hanging out everybody really appreciate it most of all thanks to this guy this guy we're gonna do it again next time
1: same geek time same geek channel
0: Oh man, comics, they gotta give me some dudes. Gotta give me something to work with. If we cared about sports at all, I gotta fill time with uh, the E T yesterday. Oh my god. How come the riots are only okay?